0: To the Heavy Matters podcast. We're recording at 11.26 on the Sunday morning where England are hanging on by a lifeline in the ashes. So we have one in the background. So if you hear a, oh Christ, for someone <laughs> going out, uh, that's why we are, uh, yeah, we're struggling against the Aussies. But anyway, I'm here, Venny's here. How are you, mate?
1: I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. So I'm raring to hear about your um, adventures in Osloff.
0: Yes, and good point. This uh, episode is purely a review on the festival that I was at last weekend, Tons of Rock, in Oslo, in Norway. Um, it was an eventful <laughs> weekend, to say the least, and I'm just yeah. about recovered now. So, uh, yeah, it's it's, um, it's a four-day festival in Oslo. I was it's on the Wednesday to the Saturday. Unfortunately, due to flights out of Dublin, they only fly Thursday to Sunday, so I couldn't get there on the Wednesday, but also as well, just on that point, we already had tickets Thursday to Saturday, booked, and then they added on the extra day, which was a bit, a bit of a pain in the ass. but at the same time I couldn't go, so it wasn't the end of the world. The main one on, on Wednesday was Guns N' Roses played, and from people I spoke to there, they said it pissed down the whole day, and, they weren't impressed
1: with uh, Axel's voice, which is Oh really? Yeah. I mean, really. I did um I mean we saw them at as the at the headline download set. They were a massive band for me growing up and um, people like our good friend Moose, a huge band. So it was really good to see them, but um yeah, I I wasn't that enamoured from when we saw them. I think no. Axel it's holding up okay compared to some singers of his vintage, but um, yeah, I watched him at, on the Glastonbury cover, coverage as well. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't think he missed a whole lot, to be fair. No, no,
0: and uh, apparently he was hit and miss at Glastonbury as well. So yeah, I'm not overly um, fussed on that one. What I will just what, what I'll start with before we get into the days and the bands is the logistics of the festival itself. Now. You and I, Venny, are now at an age, we're nearly 40, we have paid our dues in terms of camping at festivals, you know, we are solely camper vans or hotels at this stage. We, well, me living in Dublin, I have to fly to most festivals, well, all festivals, sorry, Um, download being the one where I have to fly and pick up a camper van, drive to download, all that stuff, but... Tons of rock, so we stayed in the hotel. Now, let me just tell you, so the flight from Dublin, hour and three quarters, we just took off about 10 o'clock, I think, hour and three quarters, land in Oslo. The train from the airport took us straight into Oslo town centre and it was less than a five minute walk to our hotel. So we were off the plane in the hotel in probably two and a half, three hours.
1: Just to get the full review, what's uh, what airline did you go with?
0: Uh, this was Norwegian Air. Very okay. good. Very good. Very
1: complimentary uh, drinks and snacks, or was no? It no, airport?
0: I think those days are gone, mate. Unless you're doing okay. for, um long haul flights to.
1: Fair enough. And airport. a few. Uh, did you have a sneaky one in the airport as a customer?
0: Oh, we. I think we had two or three, maybe at the airport, and then
1: the last couple one, of G's before leaving the. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, and then one on the plane. A lovely little um Norwegian Hoppy House. Lager. it was very nice, very nice. Very good. Um, so
1: and yeah, wise, some... what was it? Something uh, holiday in esque, or did you go? Uh, it,
0: no, it was called City Box and okay. it was like one of these self check in ones. So we got there, checked ourselves in, it was a family room. There was three of us. Um, and at this did point, I'll just show didn't,
1: <laughs> didn't, <laughs> wasn't too fresh by this it Saturday. Yeah, it was, <laughs> <laughs>
0: no three
1: rowers. obviously so. uh, <laughs> a bit dysfunctional at that point.
0: <laughs> I'll just say the cleaning ladies got their money's worth, <laughs> well paid. <laughs> but I went with two two uh, Owen mckenna who's a friend of the show, who's been to many festivals with us, absolutely. and Barry Joyce who is one of Owen's friends who I went to a festival in Munich many years ago. So the two of them, absolutely top blokes. We had such a nice time. Um, you know really nice with the three of us together um yeah so that was my travel companion so it was a three family room absolutely ample space i mean we were there just to sleep basically but the beauty of our hotel venue right so the festival itself is in a sports field and the it's a, a tram stop called sports plasm and it's like a massive as you can imagine oh no someone's just gone out um <laughs> sports field so the tram stop was, I'm not joking, you walk out the hotel door and it's right in front of you, and it's maybe a 20-minute, 15, 20-minute tram stop, tram ride up to the festival, followed by a 15-minute walk into the festival grounds, and the same reverse. So when you're leaving the festival, you hop on the tram, you're back into town, 15, 20 minutes. It's absolutely perfect. That in
1: sounds incredible. Just it, even, like, logistics from you know, getting from Derby train station to download yeah. itself. You, you, We didn't go this year, but just reading on the new national news about the absolute clusterfuck. So that yeah. just sounds a dream. And um, like at the end of the day with epic queues and whatnot to get on those trams. and
0: No, not yeah. at all. Um, so they have like shuttle buses at the other end of town, which we just avoid. Um, they're fairly busy, but the tram, no problem getting on at all. It, it, mate, honestly. And the tram ride up, so it's up in the hills, but the tram ride up is you're sort of looking over the harbour so you can see the opera house and in the glorious sunshine. The weather all weekend, mate, was like 26, 27 degrees. Oh, it was that, fantastic. It
1: makes a festival, that. Oh, it really mate, does. It's totally. can't be overstated, that. And it sounds like, what, did it rain the day before then? Rain the and, day
0: before. Oh, so, Couldn't be
1: better.
0: Yeah, the, the metal gods are shining down on us. Absolutely. So, yeah, so we got there Thursday, and um, by the time we took off, we got into the festival about four o'clock, I'd say, and the first band we saw, which uh, was Voivod. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you've delved into Voivod, like thrashy, spacey. They, yeah, were, they, they were. There was a good crowd from okay. in, in a tent. Um, they were okay. Um, I've, you know... Not a big fan of them, but they were okay in a nice little way. We just got a beer and just wandered into the tent and just sort of started our festival, got acclimatized.
1: I mean, they're quite... They're a pretty revered band. Mm. I mean, highly technical and whatnot. It... For them to be opening slot, it, it, was it opening slot no, in I'm sorry. With respect to them opening up the festival or were they just seen as the smallest band S- on the bill? Sorry,
0: to, to clarify, it wasn't opening spot, it was the first band we saw. Fine. When we got there. Okay. I mean, band. I'm just looking at the
1: was bill it? on the poster and they just seemed to be the lowest band on there. But No, so they might, were about half three. Half okay.
0: three they started. Um So yeah, that was the first band we saw by the time we got, got there. But yeah, very good. I mean, they're celebrating 40 years as a band, which is pretty phenomenal. Yes. For any band. So yeah, good time. Um, then we wandered over and we um, saw Avatar on the second stage, which is outdoor. Huge crowd, obviously, come from Sweden, their neighbours. They brought out Lizzie Hailstorm to do a duet on one of their songs. Do you know what? We reviewed their last album, Avatar. Or was it the album before? I can't remember. And we were pleasantly surprised at how heavy it was. And I must admit, live, they were pretty bloody heavy. And they had a good production, good sound. The crowd bloody loved it. So I'm glad I got to see them. Not really my cup of tea, but...
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think think that is just... You've summarised them in a nutshell there, in that on the face of it, you might not really want to go and see them but actually that last album is really good and i can imagine they do put on a show so yeah, yeah. Good um story.
0: from that then oh mate I, w- I wish you were there for this we saw Soulfly, oh. and do you know when they were coming out i was like right you, do you know max has he has been and seen it all and i was like right how is this going to go down and they started off with primitive Oof. And they just had me hook line the sinker from there, you know? And Max sounded as good as ever. The band he had around him, I don't know. I think he had um, his son on the drums.
1: Yes, yeah, I think that's right. Is it Dana? Dana? Dana, yeah, I think that's right.
0: Let me tell you, he is a powerhouse on the drums. An absolute monster. He would put any drummer to shame. His energy, the might he was hitting the skins was just unbelievable. Um... But yeah, you know, he played Primitive. He, they then finished with Jump the Fuck Up and nice. he asked everyone to get down and I was like, oh, it's a Slipknot style thing now. But actually, everyone got down and the tent went mental. I think i sent it. you a video of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I honestly, they were just fantastic. They played... And, and
1: despite their kind of new metal roots of Soul Flight... They have produced quite a lot of credible albums recently as well. So the did they stuff. play, yeah, much of the latter stuff, which yeah, is a bit they more did. great down the line metal, isn't it? Rather than new metal.
0: They did, and it sounded massive. It was oh, really good. good. Um, what kind so
1: of time did they have? More or less half an hour or a bit longer? They had rhythm. about
0: half an hour, 40 minutes okay. maybe. Yeah, yeah. And they played um, off of their debut, the Soulfly album, one of the songs of It's like the. Biggest song I think. Leed. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like just a really nice time of the day. We had a few beers and a really good. Um, yeah, Soulfly, brilliant. And then, well, actually, you love this double doubleheader, mate. We went over to see Clutch on the second stage.
1: Oh, what? So band. <laughs> they were
0: on at quarter to six, right? And as you can imagine, the sun was blaring. We were. Few pints deep at that stage, and oh, McKenna's is a huge fan.
1: He is and a huge he,
0: fan. He just said, "He said, right, lads, we're going to go have a little dance." And do you know, as soon as he said it, as soon as the boys come on, I think they started with, uh "Is it Terror Beach, Terror on the Beach" of the new album. Mm-hmm. That that track mean, just instantly Neil Fallon, everyone in the palm of his hand, everyone was just dancing around, having a nice time. And do you know, like Clutch can be very hit and miss in terms of their set list? Well, you-
1: they're one of the few bands that I would t- tip my hat to that they make a new set list every single yeah. night and they just, I can't remember who does it. I, I mean, I think they t- take turns actually. Yeah, they do. Sequentially every night and um, I love that. I really love that about I, them. Now,
0: yeah, I, I, do, I do know what you're saying there. What my point is with the festival, I and mean, we talk about this with Mastodon, if you're at a festival, don't bring out like a B-side deep cut that goes on for ten minutes. And the worry with clutches, now I say worry because every clutch sounds good, but you sort of worry are they gonna pull out a load of deep cuts. They didn't. They played oh. like all the class like X-ray vision, um, load off the new album, some off of um what's the, uh, Warfare.
1: Uh, yeah, psychic Warfare is yeah, it? Yeah,
0: Psychic Warfare is it?
1: Psychic Warfare, that's it yeah, yeah,
0: like loads of them And the the crowd was just amazing Like Neil Fallon just He didn't say much But he was just He's just such a likeable person, isn't he?
1: They're such a treasure, that band Yeah and, I mean, for a long time They were a bit Quote-unquote underrated But I think now They are getting their dues And uh, they've hit a level where I think do you know, they are now considered a very successful band, but yeah, they are an absolute treasure. Yeah. I was um, listening to them the other day and I just, yeah. They're bands you
0: could put on anywhere and yeah. just have a great time. Yeah. Uh, and from them, then, then um, originally I had a nightmare clash between Nightwish and Mayhem, but so i words, choose my words carefully. Fortunately for me, maybe not for Nightwish themselves, they cancelled the night before. So I didn't have that predicament. So I went to see Mayhem. Now you'll know for me, Mayhem are one of my favourite bands. Um, I've seen them numerous times. They were in the tent, and it was busy, as you can imagine. They're on yeah. home soil. Yeah, it, it was packed like, and I was maybe halfway back towards the tent of the tent. Now. The sound for them was not great to start
1: oh, with. Oh, I, I now, have forebodings of that.
0: Now, Mayhem, I was speaking to one of my mates separately about this. Mayhem, one of those bands that live, they sound better on record than live. Now, Black Metal is always, obviously, it's hard to get the mix right live. And obviously, with only probably 20 minutes changeover to sound check is very difficult anyway. So the first sort of two or three songs was very muddy and you could hardly hear anything you could just hear sort of vocals and guitars but i mean it did improve towards the the middle of the set now they they did a really good set actually they started off like it was a start off the first third of the set with stuff off the new album damon they played stuff of Wallblower abyss as well and some stuff off the ep they released last year or two years ago they then went into the middle set which is around the the Mysterious Don Satinus, so they played Freezing Moon, obviously, uh, Life Eternal, and then the final third of the set was the Death Crush era, where they played, like, pure fucking Armageddon and things like that. So, for a set this point of view, it was great, just the sound was a bit of a downer.
1: but Yeah, it's super tricky, isn't it? I can imagine. Is it, did they have much production? or?
0: Yeah, so they actually had three set sort of changes, so, like, when they did the Divisterius on Saturnus, they brought in the purple lighting and they had Dead's voice introducing Freezing Moon. And then the Death Crush, they switched it over and had the Death Crush EP backdrop. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of like, they didn't have any Pyro, I think Attila had the usual skull on a cross and things mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, no, it was it was, it was was good and I was delighted I got to see him again. Uh, have you ever seen Mayhem? Love? I've never seen him. Never right, seen okay. him. Okay. So maybe when you do, you'll understand my.
1: Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Um, well, I can imagine it. I, I mean, I can fully imagine how tricky that is to capture live.
0: Yeah. And then from Mayhem, I went to see Behemoth, who I'm not going to go too much in detail on these boys. Let me just tell you, they are at the top of their game right now. They are untouchable. They, we, we were talking after, were it not for the style of music they're playing, they would be lauded as one of the next of big headliners because I mean the production was phenomenal the sound was impeccable you know they're on a second stage outside huge crowd just these boys are untouchable at the moment and you have to tip your hat off to Nurgle and the boys for what they've done coming from the likes of player like albums like Demigod and Evangelion which were very isolated from in the extreme scene to bringing out an album like The Satanist and now these guys are just fucking untouchable.
1: One Can of the bands I, um, of the weekend. Put a little question to you at this stage. I mean, to me, not having been there, but to me it, it seems like a quite an interesting juxtaposition between the former or well one of the all-time form founding members of the scene. So whilst a slightly different type of music still extreme still blackened in a lot of ways how was that juxtaposition between those two acts
0: I, I didn't think of that until you've actually said it now but it was it was like the passing of the baton almost do you know in that way Of oh, like you did say that you mentioned they're very two similar style of music but one is very black black metal the other one's that blackened metal um dare i say a bit more accessible from behemoth for some people but yeah, it was it was a joy for me. Like these two bands I've grown up with and to see them back to back was a bit special.
1: And tell me a little bit about their production that Behemoth had. Oh, everything. they have the big screen down in front of the stage. So I thought no, I've seen that had. in the past with them and I think that is a really... Oh, excellent.
0: sorry, they did. They did actually, did they? In front of the drum kit, I think maybe.
1: Okay, but not the one in, that goes in front of the whole stage. I guess that's no. tricky for a festival. Yeah, and pyro,
0: um, pyro. They had, pyro, they had um, two side stage risers where the really? boys went up, and oh, so they wow. had the um, Orion and Seth, the guitarist and bassist, you know, like breathing fire yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, so did it was, they? it was a real spectacle.
1: And go have a few costumes.
0: He did, yeah, yeah, the usual. Um, right. I mean like
1: and setlist wise what kind of stuff did it draw on the,
0: it, to be honest it was the usual um okay. they played a bit off the setlist they played stuff off nay the, the new one yeah. they played um far in the void obviously so yeah it was a really good mix and uh, like we talk about you
1: know trying to draw new fans in the it was it was a brilliant sort
0: of setlist to grab the fans if you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah um, and timing wise they get about 45 as well
0: they had uh, an hour
1: oh right so wow. yeah
0: th- and deservedly so as well like you know um yeah it was great and then after that Volbeat came on we sort of stayed for maybe 20 minutes the sound wasn't great either so was it
1: not no the
0: main stage um so we sort of headed off uh I mean, just
1: I I know you won't review them in detail, but it's worth saying they are huge in Europe and to a lesser degree America, and they're just it's a bit of an anomaly that they're not quite as big in the UK. But
0: it is weird, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, it was packed for them. You you know, you couldn't really get anywhere near the front, which was good to see, you know, from their point of view. Um, So yeah, Volby, and then that was the end of, of Thursday. So we went into town, had a few as you do and I was pretty the two lads stayed out I had to go to bed I was so tired so that was Thursday Friday we got up nice and early I actually went for a run to be smug about it all I actually ran up to the festival itself um then we came back we had a bit of breakfast this is the beauty of the festival as well right by the train station there's a few bars so we just went and had a morning pint a little eye opener take the edge off (laughs) and something to eat (laughs) And they got the, the, the tram up to um, the festival itself. So we got there early, we got there before any bands came on. And Phil Vallow, Vallow, I don't know how you say it, but anyway, um, before he came on, they did a wedding on stage in front oh, of wow. the Ballon festival, which was nice. Uh, everyone was very, you know, sensible. There's no crying out, anything like that.
1: No heckling. Um, no, <laughs> no heckling. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So we we actually, it was so hot that morning that we went and found like a, they had a a shaded tent with loads of tables in. So we sat there and we just lashed into a few pints. um, (laughs) And the first band we sort of saw out of our side was a band called Vred, Vred, V-R-E-I-D. They're Norwegian, I believe. And they, this is the second stage, drew a crowd. They were on about half three, a crowd you would not believe. It was really? huge. And they play sort of like blackened thrash. Okay. They were great. Like oh, really right. good sort of yeah. having the background. So I'm going to check them out. Um, and then there was a bit of a lull because there was some bands that I didn't want to see. So the first real...
1: Just looking at the bill there, was Spirit Box on at that kind of time? Did the, I can imagine they... No, treated.
0: Spirit Box clashed with Pantera, who will get oh, to. Oh, really?
1: Shortly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so the first band we saw of the day that I wanted to see was Napalm Death,
1: and like...
0: <laughs> name a more likeable frontman than Barney Green, mate. I challenge you, because like, for the style of music they play, he just is so nice. And I don't know whether it's his brummy accent or not, it's just like, I think they played the first song, and uh, he sort of goes... Oh, sorry for my British manners. We're napalm death from Birmingham. And just like the crowd is like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they rattled through. Uh, um, Shane wasn't there. For Was he reason. not? He's been missing from a few of the shows All recently. Right. So I hope he's okay. Uh, but yeah, he wasn't there. But they, I mean, I couldn't name any of the songs off the top of my head. But they played a great set. Sounded brilliant. Barney on Great form And Barney as well. You know, brought up um, about British politics and, you know, uh, trans rights and, you know, Mm. for, um, you know, refugees going to Rwanda and, like, you know, he really is a such, he could easily go into politics, that man. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, just, they were tight, great bands.
1: Yeah, they're fantastic. And I'm sure they were thoroughly enjoyed in, in Norway, I think in the UK, again, a bit like Clutch, maybe taken a bit for granted and um, mm. they might be around forever. And sad Absolutely. to hear about Shane. And um, yeah, you've got to enjoy these bands because <laughs> they, they are absolute bona fide legends of the scene. They,
0: they are 100% right, mate. Yeah, I, I enjoyed every minute of it. And I think I sort of as well appreciated it because I might not be able to see them again just for whatever reason, you know, they're... But anyway, and after Napalm Death, then architects were on. Now,
1: good, I'm interested. You've got my now, You're
0: here. You're not going to like me for this bit. <laughs> I we wandered off, and I think we got some food maybe. And yes, we got food, so we wandered up to there on the second stage, and we wandered up and sort of found those beer garden tent uh, tables again. So they were on the background. The first couple of songs they, they started with. A song off of All Gods Have Abandoned Us. Nihilists,
1: they've been kicking yes. off. A, yes, a lot that's of things. exactly. Thank exactly. you. Um,
0: and it sounded great to be fair.
1: That is a such a heavy track, it's so and, good.
0: I mean, to be fair, that's the last album of theirs I actually enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we sort of they were playing in the background, they had a good crowd. I don't really remember much of the songs if off the top of my head. I mean, if I if you ask me what they finished on, it could have been animals, perhaps. But um yeah, look, I really lost love for them after All Our Gods. And I'm not saying that they're not smashing it because they are and good for them, but I just really have lost interest in them. So they're on in the background. I'm just looking at the set this now. They did finish with animals, they played Doomsday. Oh, and they actually had. I'm just looking at it here now. Uh, they brought Courtney from Spiritbox on for oh, Impermanence. Right. So yeah, but they had a good crowd. Okay. So,
1: good yeah, crowd. they're in. Um, yeah, it's interesting times there, and pre- presumably Josh is was not there. Josh Meadows. No, he's, think, he, he's, he's there. gone. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, interesting times for them, I'd say. Um, I did. I have to say, I did go back and listen to their last album, and I did. Do you Know, I do enjoy it, it's very different from what they've done before, yeah. And they are moving in a direction, but yeah, let's see what happens. Then.
0: Yeah, so basically, my whole point as well was I needed to recharge at this point because the next band that we're on were my bands that I've been dynasty for since I was 15, 14, 15, and it was Pantera. Now, look. We know the issues or whatever happened with Phil and he has said those things, he has apologised, and people have their opinions on it and they don't support it, and that is absolutely fine. From my point of view, he's apologized. I don't know what much more he can do. I'm not well I'm definitely not siding of what he said because it was out of order. However, I was there to see Pantera, who you and I, Venny, have grown up on, have been a staple of our Metal Digest for all those years. So you can imagine the excitement of me waiting for them. And let me tell you, they pulled the biggest crowd of the weekend. Really? It was That's fucking so as far as you could see. Like I, I can't really explain without you seeing the festival site itself, but it was wide, it was long, it was... Absolutely fucking jammed, and the amount of Pantera T-shirts I saw that day was incredible. So, I mean, they came on, uh, they they came on to uh, a new level, and I'm going to walk you through the setlist. As, please as, do,
1: please so, do. So
0: they came on to a new level, and you know, I'd quickly talk about uh, Charlie Benatt and Zach Wild, uh, obviously playing guitar and drums. Mm-hmm. If you weren't looking at the stage, you would know no difference okay. as to who was playing. Um, Rex, obviously, was there. Rex is looking very old now.
1: Yeah, and, he does, doesn't he?
0: And Phil is looking very old as well.
1: Yeah, those drugs have taken their toll. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Phil cannot hit those higher notes.
1: Of course not.
0: we've known for, for ages. But he can still nail those parts that, you know. So they came onto a new level. Followed by for War, and then Strength, but Strength Beyond Strength. And at that point, I was, I I won't lie, I was, it's the most emotional I've been at a gig, I think, in my entire life. Really? Yeah, just the whole sort of thing just got to me. They then played Becoming, I'm Broken, and Five Minutes Alone, which is just... When you think about that,
1: it's just ludicrous. Any two or three of those would be better than most lists. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. All of them together, do you know, it's too much in a way. Yeah,
0: it, it was that's what I mean. Like the emotions, like this can't be yeah. happening.
1: they playing. I mean, all those memories, mate. Yeah, aside from the band, but all those memories after all those years. Exactly. You know, there's no um, denying those feelings, mate. No.
0: And then after um, Five Minutes Alone, they had a uh, big TV screens um, with a sort of video of Vinny and Dimebag and the opening of Cemetery Gates, which was like maybe a minute. And all the bands sort of looked at the screens and were like, it was quite, it was very emotional, I must admit, at that point. And then they played uh, Fucking Hostile after that. (laughs) I know. Uh, After Fucking Hostile, they went into This Love.
1: Yeah. Which, down a bit.
0: And then they came into, I know, one of your favourite Pantera songs, Suicide Note Part 2. Oh,
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, which that's because, what it would be all about for me. Like, I can't imagine. Did it sound as heavy as heck? Well, I was going to say, you think
0: it's heavy on record. Wait till you see it live.
1: Yeah, it's I
0: chaos.
1: I you, bet. I would be in you- the pit for that. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I, I rarely do these days but i'd be down there for that
0: i mean pantera and sort of most uh high frequency of their tracks you know i sort of you know yeah, you're like, if head- you're
1: talking about right. this love and things that, yeah have just played so yeah
0: you sort of headbang along suicide note is just frantic and it just erupted like carnage in the pit like i was sort of uh side stage left maybe a quarter of the way back and the pit was sort of a bit further on but you could just see the dust rising Ooh. from it off yeah um and then how's this for a triple ender you talk about you know i'm broken five minutes alone becoming so they then went into one of our personal favourites dom hollow
1: dom Don... hollow i love I mean, that it's... they still keep that structure yeah. from that live uh, album i <laughs>
0: I mean, you know the breakdowns and that are just yeah. um, the heaviest ever found in music. Um, into Walk. Okay. Which they brought out a satire from Satyricon.
1: Oh, wow. So you
0: can imagine at that point, I fucking lost my mind.
1: Yeah, I bet.
0: And then finished with Cowboys from Hell.
1: Like, I mean, that set is pretty cast iron, isn't it? Like, not many uh, chicks and that.
0: I mean, you. Could, I've been thinking for numerous days what could they have taken out and added into yeah
1: i mean obviously like nothing from reinventing
0: the steel which i know you you quite like reinventing the steel no
1: i don't mind that i mean if you're seeing them for the first time in all these years yeah there are obviously deep cuts that we could enjoy there but if you're seeing them for the first time and possibly the last time you know that set is pretty bulletproof yeah and to have I mean, something like Suicide Note Part Two in there is just that nod to the lesser-known stuff that you'd want to yeah. break up the classics. And I mean, that's such a hell of a track,
0: <laughs> like Solid set list. Band of the Day for me by a million miles, like a million miles. Um, yeah. It's so great after to
1: hear, mate. that's great to hear.
0: If you get the chart, tra- like I would travel to see them, like one of those bands that I would that we. Yeah, we should.
1: Um, and then, as if... As if just on any- that note, just before you yeah. move on, I don't think they've played the UK yet, have they? Mm-mm. It's interesting, no. isn't it? They may in any something- guys, they've not come either their own show or a festival show. So it is no. interesting what they'll do in the UK and what venues or what festival slots they would command. It's quite... I mean, they've not been here. I had a ticket... See Pantera we've probably talked about this Tattoo the Planet September the 11th 2001 and um, yeah we all know what happened that day and why they didn't come but that was the last time they're meant to play in the UK and I had a ticket for it so it'll be really interesting what they do and what venues they do and everything else and it's funny
0: because I didn't have a ticket for that for some reason and I would have been the one Who hadn't have seen them, and now it turns out that all of our group mates are probably the first ones to have seen them. Um, Not to brag or anything, but (laughs) so going from Napalm Death into Pantera was tasty enough to then follow up with Gorgiera after. (laughs) Like at this point now, I had, I was fairly drunk. I can imagine. I can imagine. (laughs) <laughs> so we went over to the second stage where... So Pantera played the main stage, Gojira to the second stage. And as well, sorry, at this point, the festival's only about 30,000 people. So the walk between stages is less than five minutes. Amazing. Textbook. So yeah, wandered over to the second stage, about halfway to the, to the stage. And I mean, what more can you say about Gorshira? They're just the tightest band on the planet. Yeah. Just unbelievable. Played a lot of... Um, do you know what they didn't play was heaviest Matter of the universe, which I found strange. Yeah, um, because that's, that's usually Backbones? Usually... They... No, they played um, art of dying. Okay, which is my favorite uh, track of theirs of all time. I'm just going to put up the uh, set list here. Well, they did play backbone. Sorry.
1: Oh yeah, that is my um, favorite of their tracks.
0: But they they played flying whales.
1: Oh nice.
0: They played, which is an absolute monster. Probably they play?
1: Film, right? I mean, I. We both liked it, but I particularly liked their last album. So did they play some tracks they, from there? They
0: played, um, they finished with Amazonia.
1: Did they? Well, yeah. Yeah. I, that wouldn't have been the track I would have chosen, but yeah.
0: It wouldn't be the track i finish finished on either. No. For sure. Um, they played Another World as well.
1: Yeah, I love that track. That's uh, a great, that must be a great uh, big stage track. Festival, yeah. They had a good
0: production as well. Did they? Yeah. Pyro, some
1: good sound party quality. poppers.
0: Of, of course. Like, I've never seen Gojira a bad sound.
1: Yeah, no. Fair.
0: Never. Like, even at a festival, I've never seen them bad. So, yeah, not much more you can say about Gojira. They were, for not were it not for Pantera being there, Gojira? Yeah.
1: It? Yeah. I don't know. It must have been quite hard for anyone to follow up that Pantera. The emotion and yeah. what you were feeling after that. So
0: Very yeah. difficult. But yeah, they still, I mean, they're still solid, as, yeah, as always. Uh, and then from uh, Gorgia, we toned it down a bit, and Ghost headlined oh. on the main stage, which was, it was a nice come down, you know, I, I didn't it. Was need... it?
1: I mean, was it not really upbeat and fun, And it? So,
0: sorry, I mean, compared to the last two bands. The heaviness. Of heaviness it heaviness, yeah. yeah. It, was enough, it was a nice wind down, like, it was, yeah. it was a feeling of, like, having a Horlicks going to bed,
1: <laughs> you know? <laughs> Finishing um, with but, a glass of Baileys.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, Ghost from Sweden, so huge turnout, massive production. Was played, it? But yeah, yeah, it was It was big, yeah. Um, they played everything you would have wanted from them. There was dancing. I Plenty
1: of last album.
0: Yes, yeah. Love uh, the last album. Like, when well, they started with the um, opening track of the first album, Come what it is, but Owen McKenna being a big fan, he was having the time of his life. There was, it was just like a real party atmosphere
1: when they came out. I bet it was, and that is what the festivals in the UK need to see. And I, I yes, I I think they really would be a fantastic download headliner because absolutely, and, and for because they've obviously headlined Bloodstock before, that's kind of a 20k capacity this is 30k they're they making that step up now and you feel you felt on the base of that there's no stopping them as headliners
0: there's honestly i there can't there would be no danger of them being headliners i, I you know right? Uh, right. yeah great finish for square hammer good is,
1: uh, undeniable oh
0: uh, brilliant brilliant yeah um and so that was day that was the friday of uh too, mean, day two, so, very
1: heavy day. What a lineup! That's yeah, it was so it
0: was fantastic. So we then uh, just headed back into town. I met, I a couple of lads we met. I went for a couple of Guinness in this Irish pub, obviously, and then uh, called it a night there. And then the Saturday, so the Saturday was quite sparse compared to the previous two days in terms yeah. of acts. So yeah. the first band that I wanted to see was In Flames at half four. So okay. we actually had quite a leisurely morning on Saturday. We got up, had breakfast, and we actually sat outside this um another Irish pub and outside the table and it was like a massive shopping district. So we just sat there, had about five pints just people watching for the morning. And it was just such a nice change of pace from being at a festival where you're sort of camping and, and you know, it was just nice to change things up. So we did that, had five pints, and that was the start of this beastie day where, where uh, so yeah, we managed to see the start of In Flames. Uh, i nice. Managed to see a lot of In Flames. They were so we saw In Flames. You and I saw them at we Download. Did. Yes. Four years ago, maybe. Maybe, maybe a more. bit longer. Yeah. Um, and we were both came away disappointed. Because that was of,
1: in the deer. That was the absolute low point in my In Flames relationship. I'd yeah, say.
0: They played. The setlist was all over the shop. They didn't, they played like a, it was more of like that deep cuts we were talking about. They didn't play any like big hits when we saw them at download. Um, this time around, they were absolutely out of the tracks. They played huge amounts of the new album, which sounded massive. Now, as you can imagine, this is half four on a Saturday. Again, Sweden and their neighbours, huge crowd. Yeah. Great to see um Anders was on top form vocally sounded perfect the band sounded amazing the new song sounded huge good mix-up older new songs probably one of the uh my surprise of the weekend so in flames are back in my good
1: books that's great and they must be delighted because they they've been on like such ups and downs in their careers and um what I like is when a band, even quite a way into their career, make a really good record and get the props for it. And I don't care who that band is, and it just happens this time to be inflamed. So, yeah, I'm delighted. That uh, and it must uh, energize them as well when they're coming to these festivals, which they've played over the years, yeah. year in, year out. And they must just go into it with kind of renewed vigor when they've got those songs and on the back of an album like they've made. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, and their, their new album came out this year, am I right? Yeah,
1: Foregone, yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it's a great album.
1: It's, it's a great
0: album. It really is. Um, so at this point, actually, sorry, uh, Owen McKenna went and saw Candlemass. Okay. And I sort of wandered off at the end of the flames to catch the end of it, but we sort of missed it. So the Candlemass are playing Bloodstock, so I'm going to see them this year. Um, and the next band we saw that now you're going to be excited to hear what this episode yeah. about this was Pussifer. Yes. So we talked about previously on one of the podcasts saying about... We've done the live review. To, yeah. The review, yeah. that's it. And you saw him and how I was going to see him and how yeah, yeah, I listened yeah. to the one of their albums and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. again, it was about half five, six o'clock maybe on the second stage. And uh, again, it was one of these things, we'll go and have a little look and sort of stand in the crowd. But let me tell you, I was so pleasantly surprised Great. and I think one of the things is Maynard just, it, I mean he, he very he very rarely speaks during talk so, uh, shows but he speaks let sort of sparsely anyway but he came out, they were wearing the, the suits and he said something like we're not FBI agents or something like this and the crowd is going mad and all this stuff but I tell you what they were so enjoyable Yes. Just, just now, I, I caveat this with saying, I don't think I could go to a puss a show on their own. I think a lot of it was down to facts. It was very sunny, the beers were flowing nicely. But I tell you what, I couldn't tell you any of the song names or anything like that. But what an enjoyable show with the uh, uh, aliens come running on stage and him sort of battling them off. But I tell you, the songs are brilliant. And the, the female. Focus.
1: Yeah, Katrina Round, she is a Jesus. star, isn't she?
0: Wow, wow, we like what a set of pipes on her!
1: Yeah, and I just felt I mean, I don't know if you've found this, but I just felt the two of them had such great stage chemistry, the little kind of choreographed moves they have, it just they're so yeah. compelling to watch. And uh, I'm delighted, I, I mean, I'm delighted you enjoyed it, uh,
0: and again, like probably no surprise but the band were great you know he wouldn't surprise himself with poor musicians but i mean they're, they're very much set back in the in the production of the show i did keep an eye on them the drummer was brilliant the guitarist, bassist, phenomenal just but yeah what a show really pleasantly surprised um so i will definitely be checking them out on record again like i said i probably wouldn't go see him uh, if they came to dublin I would probably go see him on the show, but I wouldn't travel to see him, if that makes sense.
1: It does. But I mean, what you saw was very similar to the show that they put on. So uh, Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah I mean, than...
0: they had... How long did they have? They had just short of an hour, 50 minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it I mean, flew by. When I saw them, I think they played an hour and a half. So, yeah, it wouldn't have been much oh, Australia. Yeah.
0: And a good crowd for them as well, as you'd expect. Good. good yeah. Um, and from there, it's sort of, so there was a few bands. I missed Wardrunner, and then oh, we went to Hammerfall because okay. uh, uh, I I loved Hammerfall's first album, which was released God knows how long ago. But I would really want to see him, so we went there, and it was a good. We were right at the back of the tent, so we were sort of like chatting while you could hear the band. It was do you know one of those sort of wind down moments, um, or what I thought was a wind down moment. So after Hammerfall. We then said, oh look, we'll go we'll watch the start of Cabal attack." Now I've Cabal attack on the main stage and I was yeah. very surprised by this yeah. as then closing very
1: surprised at this.
0: A closing headline act. Now confused obviously by being Norwegian.
1: Yeah, I get that, but still.
0: But it was fucking jammed.
1: Was it <laughs>
0: you as far as the eye can see. We we were actually right by the Entrance to the festival, which looks down onto the main stage, the sea of people. Yeah, I could not believe it because you and I saw Cabela Tank at Download playing the second stage at about
1: yeah, four in the, the afternoon. afternoon.
0: Or, yeah, yeah, or, or sorry, it might have been first on, but yeah, yeah. Uh, to then headline. Now, they're Norwegian but anyway. If,
1: and the other thing I'd say is if they came and played a show in the UK at all, I, they'd be in clubs, yeah. small yeah. rooms. So yeah, yeah, it's so it's same it a bit volbeaty, but I, do you know that they're, they're a hometown band? And I, you might correct me, but I think they did or they do sing in Norwegian. So, but um,
0: uh, well, at least yeah. some
1: of their songs are. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense if anywhere, but it's still really surprising.
0: But at the same time, do you know what? It's really, really good to see. Them. Yeah. I don't know whether it's a gamble, a calculated gamble. It's a risk for sure, but great to see them actually saying, Right, lads, here you go, go for it. And the crowd turn up for it as well. I mean, there's some great shots from the show on like social media and you'll see the crowd. <laughs> it's just jammed. Um but yeah, yeah I was really on no, because it's a new singer, isn't
1: it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um,
0: now, at this point, sorry, like I said, we sort of saw it from a distance. Yeah, yeah. We got talking to this um, family um, and we started doing shots, and it sort of got a bit blurry yeah. by then. So, um, but yeah, like, I'm delighted to see Valentac get that stage, you know? Um, and then that was the end of um, the festival for me, or the festival certainly and uh, we then yeah, went into town and had a few pints to finish the night off, but that's another thing Blimey. What, it sounds, what sounds like what that's
1: saying. been quite a uh, few pints consumed all in
0: Yeah, I'm uh, glad I've had this week off of drinking. Oh, <laughs> I'm not man. drinking till blood stock now. But I will just say, like, tons of rock, mate. Myself and Owen, we're missing next year for, um, just doesn't work for us date-wise, but we're going to put, make this a staple in our calendar and, you have to come. It's just, it's such a wonderful festival, mate. You, you yeah, know,
1: there are a now, lot of things that sound like they appeal there. I just think the setup sounds very, like it's all very smooth. And um,
0: it, it's a, basically a grander scale of Art Tangent. If I had to, you know, the stage. Yeah. I mean, it'd be
1: interesting. I mean, it sounds to me like a bloodstock, but just slightly bigger and bigger bands. Yeah. To me, um, yeah. Would be a fit for me.
0: I mean, It is pricey in terms of buying pints, they're about 10 euro, which I don't know what the equivalent is in pounds, but pricey enough. But look,
1: about 10 pounds, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But look, when you're there, you're just having the, the time of your life, you know, it doesn't matter. So definitely tons of rock. If you were thinking of going or if you time the idea, just don't think, just do it. It is worth every single second. So I'm that was my Norwegian adventure. But one thing, I didn't meet any black metal legends this time around.
1: Oh, no yeah. pints with... Uh, no points with have. Garland.
0: <laughs> but again, just had a wicked time. So I'm glad to be back. And our next festival will be stuff, mate.
1: Is that before or after Art Tangent? Before. Is it? Okay. I, I hope so. I'm not sure you're right there. But anyway, we'll be at a festival sometime soon.
0: We will. So that was my Norwegian adventure. I hope you enjoyed it. Mate, thank you for sitting and listening to me waffle
1: on. No, I've enjoyed it. I like, uh, I mean, I like kind of hearing of these different festivals and some of the things that our festivals could potentially learn from. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, big learnings. Big learnings, mate, for sure. Um, But, yeah, until next time, we'll love you and leave you.